Hello and welcome to Cue the Creative. This is Tanisha Graham, your host, and I'm very excited to bring a very special guest on today. Her name is Erica Leary. She is with us from Panama City, Panama, uh, where it is beautiful, I am sure. And here it is morning in Texas in the United States. I'm sure it is not morning in Panama. Are we on the same schedule, Erica? I believe we might actually be in the same time zone. We are. We are. So it is morning here and there. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Erica Leary. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Tanisha. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be on show and talk to your audience. I'm so excited. I am so excited to have you. Well, let me just tell you a little bit about Erica. Um, she is a business coach who helps people find their passion and combines combines it with their skills and knowledge, which I know a lot of people might be in a pivoting situation right now where the job that you used to have before this pandemic is no longer your job. And so this could be very valuable to you in this information and just trying to fuel your passion and your skills into your dream job and a profitable business. And that's what Erica does. She's originally from Atlanta, Georgia, but is now in Panama, Panama City, Panama. And I am excited to hear how she got there. So let's start there, Erica. What made you pack your bags and move to Panama? <laughs> let's start there. <laughs> okay. Wild hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I was actually probably just in a pivoting moment of my life where um, I needed a massive change. And, you know, personality-wise, I guess I'm a little bit more massive change than most people. But <laughs> so I, <laughs> I can relate. I decided, yeah, I needed, I needed to make a change. I'd been talking about it for years and years and years. And um, I just was like, okay, this is it. And um, decided to do it. And, um, you know, no looking back. I remember being on that plane thinking, what am I doing? Wow. I'm here, you know, we don't know the language. I actually didn't know anything about the country there. Because my original thought was to go to Costa Rica. But um, I, my mom was actually Panamanian. So she had this thing. Yeah, she had not been here in 50 years, probably, by the time I decided to come. But... Um, she was like, you know, we are Panamanian, so you should probably go there. I was like, oh, okay. You know, even though we had no family, we didn't know anybody. But, you know, my grandmother actually did know people here a little bit. They were wow, here. interesting. Yes. Yes. So, so what hurdles did you personally face and how did you overcome them? And, and how did you end up where you are now where you're coaching people to just overcome these hurdles in life? All right. So um, I would say like a couple of things, but um, in college, I studied marketing and loved it. Like marketing was so exciting. I was not big on college, but <laughs> once I got to my major courses, I just, but I never really did anything with it because everything um, I read said it was really like low entry um, financially. So that was the first thing. Anyway, you know, Long story short, I ended up um, getting back into marketing um, probably, I think, 2007, maybe. To, it was right around the time I was like moving to Panama is when I got wow. into marketing. Yeah. And it was actually, I was on a plane. And I, I think probably had already been sort of looking into it. But anyway, read a book. And I bought a book at the airport, read it, and was hooked. And so from then on, I've been in marketing 
uh, online and marketing online and just have, you know, fallen in love with it. I wake up every day excited about it. You know, I'm a teacher also, so I teach English. And so the coaching is just a combination of the two for me. And it's like the best of the best, you know? So in my my spare time, what I geek out on is, you know, business ideas, marketing. (laughs) That's, isn't it so interesting how different things make different people tick? And it's fun to find something that you really enjoy doing and that you can just, you know, pour your heart into it and really, you know, just, just have fun with what you're doing and your passion. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think you need to love what you're doing and if you don't love the actual thing that you're doing. You need to love the outcome of what you're doing. So a lot of people might do something like, you know, charity work where, you know, maybe you're working with people who are dying or something. Clearly, you're not going to love that, but you're going to love the moments that you spend or, you know, the one child you can save or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it's not right. daily grind that you love. It's the outcome of what the process. So I think everybody needs to have that kind of passion about what they do. And so a lot of people are in jobs that maybe they don't love, but they need to find something, you know, about it that they do love to, to be able to wake up every day excited. And whether that is, you know, the money allows me to, you know, let my family have a good life or whatever, you know. Right. So what you talk about getting your mojo back. Can you talk about what that means? Yes. And and how would you, how would you explain that to our audience, how to get your mojo back? <laughs> All right. So that's so funny. That's so applicable to right now, but I've been talking about that for, for, for years, but it's totally applicable to right now because I think a lot of people, you know, have been sitting around their houses sort of watching Netflix, you know, kind of going on a downward spiral or, you know, doing YouTube or, or, um, Instagram, just wasting their day. Exactly. You can get sucked in pretty quickly. So uh, the problem with that is that, you know, it leads to your downward spiral of, you know, your state and everything else too. So getting your mojo back is kind of about that. It's also about figuring out where you want to be. A lot of people, like I have a lot of friends my age who, have been in their careers for years and years and years. And on the surface, they have perfect lives. They're married, they have kids, you know, they have enough money, they're, you know, no struggling, everybody's happy, but they feel stagnant. They feel like, you know, God, is this all there is to life? Is there something more out there for me? And so, you know, either that or, you know, in times like right now where people may have actually lost their jobs or maybe looking at their lives thinking, God, I've, I need to, you know, switch it up. You know, I really love spending this amount of time with my family and I want to do it more often. You never know what makes somebody kind of lose their mojo, but you know, they might've been all happy about it. And now they realize it's not everything that they wanted it to be. So So what questions would you ask them, you know, to just find that again? Yeah. I think it's finding your passion and finding what you, and like I was saying about me, like I just wake up, you know, it's hard for me to go to bed. I want to stay up late. I want to wake up early because I'm like researching and I'm reading about stuff and I'm writing stuff. (laughs) It's totally geeking out. So I would say the first question you want to ask yourself is what did you want to be when you were a kid? This person, for me personally, this didn't work because I didn't, you know, want to be a teacher ever in life. I just fell into that. And marketing is not something that a little kid thinks. about. So this one in particular does not work for me. 
Um, did you dream of being something when you grew up? So, for example, like a lot of people may have thought of being a photographer or something like that. A little, and we're told, you know, ah, oh, you can never make a living. That kind of thing might be something you might want to bring back now, you know, to take a closer look at because there are plenty of ways that you can make a living being a photographer. So, right. I love it. School, yeah. Old school is, you know, you go to college and you whatever you major in, but nobody really does that. So I think now people realize that a lot. I mean, not that you shouldn't go to college, you know, when I went to college. I think it's great. I even have a master's. I think that's awesome. But I think um, you still need to do what, whatever you like doing. So the second. Yeah. And what your inner child, it's like our inner child, a lot of people, like you said, you had different ideas when you were young, but your inner child has a lot of your passion figured out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And to do with your, you know, your, like your state of mind or your spirit or like your energy. That's the word. Yes, totally. I love it. Well, tell me business coach. I know you love marketing. You love teaching. How did you become a business coach? Okay. So it basically led into it. So the whole marketing online thing led into it because I um, had a lot of people just asking me how I was doing what I was doing or hey, I want to do what you're doing. You know, a lot of people like the idea of the mobility of it, you know, the, if you have a business online, you know, clearly you can do a lot of things that a lot of other people can't do. <laughs> you can work from where you want to work. Right. It gives you a exactly. different lifestyle. Exactly. Lifestyle. And so I think, you know, half the world is sort of like, it's not a real job. And the other half of the world is I want to do that job. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people just want to know what it is so that's more of where it started was just people asking me questions and me helping people along the way I did um, actual marketing stuff for years um, uh, like websites and SEO and all of that type stuff for years that's where I started out in and um, with that you know I had clients and I had people in my circle I would say looking at you know, what I had going on. So that's where it started. And it was just, you know, I'm more curious than the average person, I think. <laughs> like overly curious. I love asking right. questions. And so when people ask the questions, if I did not know the answers, found out, you know, I figured it out or I came up with ideas that you could try and stuff like that. It was very natural for me because I like the marketing and just, you know, I said I fell into it and I did. I fell into teaching when I came to Panama. I wanted something to get, you know, to do to get me out of the house and be able to do. And that was the only thing I could do. I couldn't speak Spanish. So I taught English. <laughs> wow. Do I do. Spanish I mean, now? I would, I would say survival mode, but it's probably better than survival mode. I mean, I'm pretty fluent. It's That's grammatically That's not exciting. beautiful, but you would understand me. That's great. You could order at a restaurant and do the things that you needed to do in exactly. the country you live in. <laughs> I did not when I first came. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, you know, I think about you being on that plane and going to Panama just with no clue of where you're going and, and the, the courage and the bravery that that took to just start over. Do you think that was your curious spirit or is there something else you could 
you could give advice to people that they may need a pivot that severe right now. And what would you tell them, you know, what, what feelings do they need to ignore and what feelings do they need to act upon to do something brave like that, to just move to another country and live the life with no regrets? So, so let me start by saying like may, maybe um, moving to another country is very extreme. Like I would say like I compare myself to like my brother <laughs> who is, you know, um, probably the complete opposite of me for years and years and years. And, you know, his finale is a lot calmer than me. But do I think that, you know, somebody could do ma- make a massive leap in their life? I do think so. And a massive leap for me is not the same as a massive leap for you as it right? But I think um, starting your own business in right. and of itself is a massive leap. I think just being able to say it out loud for a lot of people, you know, I want to do this is a massive leap. You know, putting yourself on camera, getting yourself out there, whatever it is that you do that's a little bit out of your comfort zone is is a massive leap for a lot of people. So I think the first step would be, you know, trying to figure out what it is that you are passionate about and then just starting, you know, the massive leap for a lot of people is just starting and saying, hey, this is what I want to do and figuring out how to do it and moving on. That's true. And sometimes just speaking it out loud. Exactly. Go ahead, go ahead. We just think, we think and we think about things, but speaking it just puts it into action somehow because now we have accountability for whoever heard it. And I think that that's a massive leap. Like you said, is just speaking it out loud. I want to do this. I want to start this business. This is my dream. This is my passion. And just speaking it and then researching to start. Yeah. And speaking it out loud is a lot more, like so much more goes into that because you're starting something new it is you know you have all of these inner thoughts and feelings and oh my god what is that and what is everybody gonna say about this and um I just want to equate that really quickly with teaching English because this is one of the things that you know especially as adults we worry about when we're trying to learn a new language nobody wants to speak out loud because they're so concerned over what other people are going to think of, you know, how they're saying it incorrectly or how bad they sound or they sound stupid or whatever. And it, it's the same when you're starting a business. You, you know, a lot of people are worried, is it going to fail? What are people going to, you know, my husband, my wife going to say, what is, you know? So true. And so I think that you go through the same things, but the reality is, you know, look at, if you equate it to speaking language, you know, if you can speak, um, the people learning English, I always tell them, if you are speaking English, because the people around you don't speak your first language, so you're already well above that. So if you just get to the point of being able to say out loud what it is that you want to do, voice it, you are already, you know, a hundred times ahead of everybody around you, because everybody has something that what they want to do, and, you know, they say that, most ideas are found underground because everybody has had ideas that they never act on. They never um, do because of all their, you know, voice coming out. That's so true. And I love how you, you talk about how it pertains to language learning because I have been there and I, I remember, you know, when I had my exchange students, I've, I've had, 
uh, three girls uh, from Italy, Brazil, and Denmark with yeah. three different languages. And I would try to speak their language and they would just giggle. So funny. Portuguese is the hardest. But I mean, it was just so funny. And they would giggle and giggle. Of course, I didn't care. It didn't hurt my feelings or anything. But I could see where children, especially who are trying to learn a language, it's so intimidating to just speak what you're trying to say and practice just what you're trying to do. And it's the same. You're right with your with your dreams and your goals. It's just as intimidating because you're you're thinking about what it's true i mean it's and we've got i I heard um i i want to say tony robbins says this like 90 i don't remember what the percentage is but like 96 percent is state like your your state of mind like it's 96 percent of your business of your success of anything that you do is just in your mind mindset because you know the tactics and stuff you can kind of figure out <laughs> we're all smart enough you know that's not really the the problem but people give up or right. people give in to um, their head or what people around them are thinking or saying you know yeah it's it's not really exactly it's exactly mindset. and you have to exactly. just be bold and go for it and um you know, really, really want it. So I always say, you know, even once you figure out what your passion is and combining that with your knowledge and your skills, it makes for a powerful thing because then you're using your experience, your knowledge, your skills to back it up a little bit. And that kind of gives you that sense and, um, you know, sense that you do know what you're talking about. But the other thing is, is figuring out why you want to do it in the first place. And I think almost everything goes back to that because, you know, on those days when you're like, I want to get up, I don't want to do this, like with doing the podcast, you know, if you don't feel like doing it on the day, you know, you need to do it and you just stay in bed. Well, it's never going to be a success, right? On those days you wake up and you're like, oh, I need to remember why I love doing this or what is it that I'm trying to do? What message am I trying to get out? How am I trying to help somebody? You know, whatever it is that, you know, or why you're doing it because you want to make sure that your kids can go off to college later or whatever your massive reason for wanting to do it is, if, it, if you can always bring it back to that, you know, it compels you. It's so true. Well, I love your bravery. I love just, I love your massive steps, even though I say, I know you say most people would not move to, you know, a foreign country <laughs> to pivot in life. I love that you did it. And I love that you had just the guts to do it. And I, but I love how you also, take it down to a real relatable level where sometimes you just have to start by speaking it out loud. And I think that everybody in the audience can relate to that and can grow from that. And I love, I love that you teach that. And I, and I love that you teach English. I think it's, I think it's amazing. I have a heart for um, foreign children and I just think it's amazing. So tell me, where people can find you, where they can follow you, um, your website. Right, and so my website. website is just ericaleary.com. It's Erica with a C. And my um, Instagram, Facebook are the real Erica Leary. Erica Leary was taken. <laughs> <laughs> real <it>. Erica Leary. <laughs> but if you Google it, 
Hey, you're not going to forget. And my, um, I think that's it. That's enough. You can find me. One of those. Okay, you can great. link to it under the show. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. And we have just had so much fun talking to you today. I love your energy. I love your excitement. I love that you're in a beautiful country, just living your life and, and happy with no regrets and just doing what you want to do and not answering to anyone. I think it's just a beautiful thing. So thank you again, Erica. And again, you can follow Erica at her website, Erica, E-R-I-C-A, Leary, L-E-A-R-Y.com or the real Erica Leary on Instagram. And we hope that you have a wonderful day. Again, this is Tanisha Graham with Cue the Creative. I hope you are inspired today and I hope that you live your life with love and just have a wonderful, 